Roll for initiative. All right, pants people, you're up. So here's your options. You can either dodge action like a like a chump, like a coward, and not engage with our social media, our Discord, all this stuff at all, or you could commit full assault. Get in there. Get on our Instagram, our Facebook, our Discord. What else we got? Instagram. I said that one already. We got a TikTok. I don't know. Go do that stuff. It's cool. We're doing things all the time. We're working on a YouTube eventually. We'll get there. But yeah, check us out, pants people. And thank you so much for listening. See you guys are the best. Uh, uh, your turn's over. Network is currently undergoing some magical difficulties. Please be patient. Our regularly scheduled content will return shortly. It's a new year today. When this episode is airing, you know that? A new year. Yeah, by the time this airs. Uh oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Uh, this is wait. I this, think this is coming out on New Year's Day. Oh, new yeah. Year's Day. This is the New Year's Day. New right. Year's Day. So I think it's time, gentlemen, for a new fancy pants. Do something new in our show. You know what that is? You know what that is? Tagline, holiday no. holiday boys. No. It's politics. Uh, We're getting political in the pants. I. Oh, yeah. Nope. I oh, quit. yeah. I Get quit. ready. Get ready for this, okay? Because we, what color we are your pants, as a David? nation, nay, we as a people have a big problem, Jeremy. You know what that is? Do you know what that is, sir? I'm, I'm afraid of yeah, what I'm you're going to say. I'm not, not going to. We simply do not have enough respect for Kung Fu Panda. Now, I sat down with my meat pie last night, and I didn't watch the uh, Bit Uncontrollable uh, Christmas episode of Community. I watched the first Kung Fu Panda film instead, and it is a film. It is a beautiful film. Really good movie. Fucking great movie. Steven, we have enabled this way too much. <laughs> do you want the? Do you want me to get the timer up? Oh, do you want to God. get the timer? I don't know if everyone's ready for the timer. I, look, 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 look. You better not start talking not before go... I pull the timer up. Fine. You know what? Pull the timer out. Yeah, I got it. Okay, we're talking about a movie with just like some incredible kung fu choreography. A movie about a bear that 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 self actualizes and then kicks ass. Right? This is a movie about like imposter syndrome. It's about I mean, like Poe's entire journey is honestly beautiful. And and like there's this whole okay, if you've watched the movie. Don't listen to this part. But there's this whole bit where there's a scroll that's supposed to tell him all the secrets of how to become this kung fu legend, right? And when they find the scroll, it's totally blank. And and like you know, what's that mean? Does, is there nothing? Is there no secret? That's the thing. There is no secret because what is in the scroll is like partially reflective parchment or like fabric. And when he realizes, he looks into it, he sees himself and he realizes there is no secret. It's just him. It's just me. And and, and then he fights the final battle just being himself. It's, it's amazing. Like like he fights in a style only Poe can fight. And it really showcases how someone, like, like you said with Zebulon, anybody can be a hero. Anyone can be special if they just believe in what they what they bring to the table. And like the villain, oh my God, the, I don't want to get into the villain right now, but the villain of the movie has a fantastic character arc as well. Lots of drama. Really, really, really good movie. One minute and two seconds. Okay, well, cut, cut two seconds of that. <laughs> All right, so that's politics. What do you guys want to talk about? Huh. Yep. Yeah, I, wow, geez. Yep. Yeah, that threw me, threw me way off. <laughs> you didn't expect it? That's because the new fantasy pants. You know what to expect. Wham, bam, we're on the side. We're on the edge. We're behind you right now, pants person. 
boom, tapped her shoulder. You can't silence me! 2024, more David unmuted mic. <laughs> I like this new direction we're going. How dare you? Um, How dare I, you, sirs? I think the I think the the New Year's resolution thing is a little overplayed, a little overhyped, blah, blah, blah. But we haven't really talked about this outside of the table, so I'll be a little interested to see maybe what oh, you guys... Oh, you're going to throw me off guard too? Oh, oh damn. That's not that big of a deal, I don't think. It's the um, new pants. What do, you, what do you guys want to see for fantasy pants in 2024? Man. Okay, hear me out. Go ahead. Go Fine, I'll go. You go first, David. I think there is a chance that within the year 2024, we'll finish the Sansa Tian arc. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That goes that goes hand in hand with my <laughs> hopes, and that is for us to reach level five. Level oh, five, in 2024 level five in twenty twenty four would be nice. Pants people, let's make this happen. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna launch this we're gonna launch this campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, a campaign to get us to level five. <laughs> uh, Canvas yeah. the streets, everybody. Well, the level economies in shambles. <laughs> Stephen, what's up? Um, I'm gonna give you a little sort of peek beneath the fly. Something we're kind of working on. Uh, oh, baby! Um, you no. know, we still got dream. some. It, it's not a. It's not a huge deal. It'll be fun. But if you watch us on social media, hopefully at some point in 2024, we're gonna start to put up some different video content. So maybe you can see our our faces a little bit more frequently as we uh, as we play the game here. You're welcome. In my case. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to in <laughs> 2024 for fantasy pants. <laughs> I apologize for Steven. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, fun. D- <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry you get to see david acting like this it's a good resolution though it's a good resolution because Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, it's gonna be mm -hmm. so cool to have more resolutions never work true that's a good goal plan Mm -hmm. plan sure these are plans let's open up the thesaurus we're gonna level up to five we're gonna get some fucking videos of me and my face at least two out of those three things are certainly gonna happen (laughs) guys we are moving into the climax of this arc. All joking aside, Sansetian is nearly over. We are at the cusp of the end. And believe me when I say shit's about to get so real and so hot so fast. So you two in this room, Danny on the floor and listeners, wherever you may be in your cars, at your work, hold on to your pants. Put a belt on. Tighten that shit. Yeah, Because I'm going to try to blow your pants right off. You guys ready? <clears throat> Shut up. <laughs> you guys are ready I'm wearing overalls so I'm ready I'm wearing jeans with a fairly tight belt then you're ready alright let's hit that sirenscape bringing this guy back again because I liked it last time bum, bum. it's very ominous I was digging it I was digging it ominous is good because it is currently 8 o'clock p.m. a great resurrection magic has just swept across the world of Sansetian the armored guard all throughout the Papalatian Hill stand at attention. The red light yet glows within their helmets, their steel plate bodies standing firm. To the unknowing eye, they would seem as staunch and reliable a guard as ever. But to us, to our players, to their characters, to the knowing, their frozen state may be obvious. 8 o'clock p.m., and Dresden pushes towards the meeting chamber too. Jean Franklin by his side, and I'm assuming Dresden even formed the turtle of just who is waiting for you beyond this doorway. Of course. 
8 o'clock p.m. And Blanche Trudeau is making her move. Please describe the first actions you make. Just the very first. As the armored guard become locked in place. She unlocks the door and runs down the hall to the staircase to go upstairs. Holy shit. And we are moving. Start with you, Dresden. You stand outside the door. Hand outreach about to open it. And then Jean puts a hand up to stop you. Wait. What? Look, I've, I've thought a lot about my conversation with Samuel. And there was an implication in his words. He boasted of his wife's contacts, many important people from many worlds. He said they could assist me, grant me power over my own world. And I think, I think he let slip that many of the people at this very party are involved in this, this group. What do you think is happening? Do you think each man is a prisoner to these people or a part of them? What is waiting for us inside? I don't know exactly what's waiting for us, but at the moment I'm not afraid of going in there. The fact that everybody's involved doesn't surprise me. And he reached out. Nobody else did for any other reason. He's the, uh, he's the odd one out here. It's true. Dresden, you've been aware of these people for a long time, right? You lived with Samuel. Unfortunately. I know it's not exactly my nature, but I'm going to stand at the back. I'll let you do the talking. I... I don't know how to tread carefully in these dangerous waters. You just stand ready for anything. Aye, aye, soldier. And with that, do you move into the room? Yes. You push the door open, and right now you see it's a good time. As you kind of turn to look back, everyone is generally gathered at the edge of the terrace, looking out, looking down as the lights begin to spread throughout the city. A magnificent, beautiful sight and a perfect distraction. The armored guard you see are frozen and far away. You don't know for how long, but this is a window, and you're going to take it. You push into the darkened room, and as you enter, the first thing you see is Eatsman close by the door. His bespectacled eyes sort of take you in, and he rushes you inside. Please, please, come quickly before they see Okay. You step into the room. I think we just see an outside exterior shot as a door closes behind you. Blanche, you're moving down the hallway, moving into the entrance hall. The armored guard stands at attention at the door, and you simply push past him. It, it does not react. It does not move. It does not stir. You don't know if it sees you. You don't know. But right now, the path is clear. And the stairs are just before you. You make your way up? Yep, up the stairs, down the hall to the the door that she knows to be Eatsman's office. At the very top of the stairs, another guard stands, the patrol that roams that hall. We need to move by very carefully in your form of turbo. But now you move past it again, up to the office door. I mentioned this last time. This door is fully sealed to the bottom. This door is locked on the inside by a bar. Mm-hmm. And you took the time to try, purely investigate, and you took your time to investigate this, this sort of door in particular. Um, because you spent time on that, I did reveal that this door is warded. There's a glyph of warding beneath the door. You can make it out. You don't know how far it goes into the room, 
You can tell, I believe, just from what you can see of it, that it is an explosive glyph. Mm -hmm. If you are to step upon it within the, the borders of this glyph, it will explode. Okay. It is a secondary measure to catch intruders. All right, you have a well, few things in your way. The bar door, the glyph. What do you want to do? Uh, to start, I'm going to initiate the plan that we came up with. Well, for you listeners, it was last week. For us, it was yesterday. So if you did give me any feedback about our plan, sorry, I didn't get it yet. <laughs> I do have knock prepared. So I, I think that knock could be uh, arguably used here. But You know that the manor is largely soundproofed. Yeah, but if you're generous enough to let me do this cockamamie bullshit, then um, we'll go ahead and do... I like it. I think it's... I don't think it's cockamamie at all. I think it's totally within the rules. Okay. Then You then, have every element ready. Yeah, okay. Then then we're gonna cast Mage Hand and use it through the eyes of Turbo. The AG5 that's in the hall that Blanche is standing in, Yeah. how far away is that AG5? Uh, this AG5 is probably about 50 feet away from you. Okay. What happens if she goes over to it and tries to move it? Huh. I think it's heavy. It's almost like rigor mortis that kind of locked into place. You okay. could move it, but it's going to take effort. Shit. Well then. Given Blanche's arcane knowledge, if the glyph was triggered, would it be dispelled or would it would it uh, activate again if somebody else stepped on it? I'll say that looking at this glyph, if it triggers, it will be deactivated. Okay. Then she's going to try to get this AG5 onto the glyph. Wow. Okay. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. This is going to cost a little bit of time, but you're going to sort of grab this thing and start trying to, trying to pull it? Yeah. Pull it, drag it. I was kind of hoping that it would like zombie walk, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It's yeah, they're 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 pretty. It's, it's more like a dragging. It's kind of like locked into its its current okay. state. Um, I think you respect the pig man a little more as you realize like how heavy <laughs> this thing is, and he just juggled three of them earlier. But go ahead and make an athletics check to see how fast this gets done. Okay, I think it's within your your ability to pull. Sure, but like speed wise, speed's important right now. That's that's single digits. That's a four total. You're struggling with it. You manage to get it over to the to the door, um, and you can sort of like knock it over and push it onto the glyph if you want. But it took longer than you would have liked. Certain DCs <sighs> I'm going to be rolling are now uh, increased. Fuck. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's yeah. She'll push it over onto the glyph. Okay. You push that over. You know things are largely soundproof. There could be some sound that escapes into the party, but everyone's distracted. There's still music. So when the fire erupts around the, all over the glyph and this armor gets like hit hard, um, I think you see that it looks like fairly badly damaged, not wholly destroyed. The AG5. Yeah. Wow. It did land right on the core, so it does like it just like blast right into the armor, um, like right through the chest, leaving kind of a hole. If it gets up, it will be hurt for sure. Okay. Well, I guess that's maybe good. Probably good. Certainly good. You like bow away as this explosion rocks the hallway. And you look back, the glyph is gone. All right. She's going to get to work. Climbing over the suit that now lies in the doorway, you move into the room. Another suit of armor lingers in this room, standing at the far wall, turned back towards you, red light glowing, fully frozen. 
You look around and you see again, there's like tools along all the walls. As far as like out in the open, you know there's nothing to be seen, but you've been thinking a lot. You've seen this room already through the eyes of your familiar and you know, whatever you want to go to, you know where it is immediately. Yeah. There is a very juicy looking filing cabinet file cabinet, whatever, uh, pretty close to the door among that sort of back wall in between the door and the small end table that holds the urn of Rosa. You also see there's a number of like shelves kind of hanging out above some of the, uh, some of the tables, probably like where ingredients or products made by Eatsman may linger. Okay. Um, if given those two options, we'll start with the juicy filing cabinet. It's close. You move over. You grab the cabinet and you slide it open. Flashback. Whoa. What? Ooh. What? Oh. Flashback. Here's my button. G- give me that button. Holy what, are you do- what are you doing? Fuck. You mad son of a bitch. What's happening? Paloma, I'm, uh, I'm expecting that we'll see some pretty damning evidence there in the in the manor. I'd, I'm, I'd hope you would. That I'm, would be, <laughs> that'd be incredible. In, in order to help your cause, I'd like to know if the Resistance has a recording diamond that we could borrow. <sighs> High five. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And honestly, I think it's wholly reasonable that they would have at least one. Mm-hmm. I will not ask for a roll. You gave me your button. Ooh, <laughs> baby. Paloma smiles at this. Now I like the way you think, Blanche Trudeau. Takes a drag off her cigar and produces from her pocket, her very own pocket, Ooh. a recording diamond. All right. You so just take good care of her, eh? I'll, uh, I'll make sure there's something juicy on there for you. I hear they have juicy filing cabinets up <laughs> on the hill. I heard that too. <laughs> so with Holy the shit. recording diamond in one hand, her second hand flipping through papers, and then her mage hand helping her to flip through papers... Blanche is going to start flipping through the filing cabinet. You see inside there's copious notes and journal entries um, organized with like various schematics, various things. Um, they're all just meticulously organized, very cleanly written. Um, you're a fast reader, so as you're, you can scan over all the names, all, all the titles of these files, and you just immediately sort of absorb them. I mean, you're a wizard. It just makes sense, right? Your life is books. I also have a better idea where I think it would be cooler if the mage hand was holding the recording diamond. Oh, so Blanche shit. with two hands is just fucking That's so cool. filing through. Um, one thing you notice that these files are connected by lines of magic that feed into the back of the cabinet. Uh, and I'll say that you can recognize that like if they are drawn too far away as another failsafe, they will essentially burn. They will just destroy. I don't think she even needs to take them out. Like, okay, yeah, you don't. You know what I mean? Just want to make sure that's out there in case people are like, well, why didn't you just grab the file? Sure, There's sure. a reason you can't. So you're looking through, you see that. Now, the question is going to be where you start because now I'm going to talk about a mechanic that we're going to be using right now. As you investigate, as you go and scan certain things, time's already passed a fair bit. Every second matters. Yeah. These guards will activate, and you don't know when. I don't know when, because okay. I'm rolling checks. Every time you investigate something, I'm going to roll a check to see if they activate. That's because fucking you're doing this, brutal. It's brutal. It's fucking brutal. But this is a cool-ass plan. You're going through it so much faster because you're recording it. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is say With you, can, two hands. you can look at two things per check. Two potential leads. Okay. Now, let me tell you what these leads might look like. Because as you go through, you do see a number of of names or people or projects. A few of these tabs stick out at you. Big time. Donya 
Estella. Heard of her. Pigman. In parentheses, Goltan. Whoa. Ooh. Placatacolo. In parentheses, mm. Serapio. Okay. Armored Guard Model 5. Calypsania. Jules LaRoche. Zebulon Brass. Hmm. Don't need to look at that one. Okay. So you're asking me which... Yeah. Oh, fuck. I will ask you which. When we get back to you. Oh, okay. So we're going to Jules again. Sorry, Dresden again. <laughs> Jules in the desert. He's sick. Dresden. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> this was not supposed to be our scenes tonight. Holy shit. Okay. You step into the room. Eatsman. Uh, basically, as, as you move in, he like moves to the door and gently, very carefully closes it and slides over to the lock. Clicks it. Uh, I think... We should be okay. Did, did, did anyone see you? Come in. Do you think anyone saw me come in? This uh, is your place. I, I, is it? Start My talking. Prison. They've been using me. Keeping me a prisoner here in this manner. Donia Estella has me watched at all times. Controls my creations. The AG-5, they serve her. He's sort of moving towards the back of the room now. And you see it's just like any other, the other room you saw Jean Franklin in. Small sort of table in the middle, like a desk, two chairs on either side. A place for people to do business. You realize, again, it's soundproofed. It makes sense why it would be. This is a place where people would want to get to make perhaps shady deals. They wouldn't want to be overheard. They want to be protected. You also see one difference is that this room uh, has a doorway in the back that must lead deeper into the manor. Eastman sort of moves to the, of the far back side of the room and sits down at the desk, almost like sweating, nervous. This is our chance. We need to get out of here tonight. Do, do you know Paloma? The, the assistance. Can you take me to her? Tonight. What makes you think I can trust you? He's trying to think like nervous or sweating. I sort of lost. You better give me something good. The Sereno. I know, I know what it is. What? Not here. If I give you that information, you won't take me away. Paloma, here's everything. Jean lingers in the back of the room, sort of close to the door, standing ready. Dresden manifests his echo behind him. He whirls around at this. Behind me. Oh, okay. He looks he looks, he looks over your shoulder at this and sees this thing and his eyes go wide. What? What is... Th- Tell me. This is not a threat. I just don't trust you yet. He almost seems distracted. His eyes lingering on the echo. A magic that perhaps this genius of magical artificery has never before seen. His... Mouth is sort of just slack-jawed. What is it? What is that? How did you make that? He makes the echo disappear. The demon is a person changing at night. Who? I I don't know. Blanche. David. What do you choose to look at? first to record. You can, if you're recording quickly, 
you won't read everything immediately. Sure. That's the one downside. Um, okay, that's fair. I I do think that it's probably more valuable to record the information than to take it in. Yeah. Um, I have, I split it into high priority and low priority. Let me make sure that I have all the pieces. Yeah. There is, these are the three on my high priority list. Serapio, Danya Estella, AG5. Then on my low priority list, Pigman, Jules, Zeb. Did I miss anybody? Calypsania. Wasn't Calypsania the AG5? No. Oh. It's a name that, actually, I guess there's no reason why it would really stand out to you. It just seems like it's, that file seems important in its placement. Everything else is alphabetically organized. This one sits at the far back. Oh, shit. Um, fine, I'll do that one first. I was going to roll, but that just seems like it's out of the ordinary, so. Right, right. All right, so we'll do we'll do Calip whoever first. Okay. Wait. Well, I mean, we've heard that name. Did we? Yes, we've heard that name before. The, you, these these characters yeah. haven't, but the other oh, characters yeah, would yeah. be aware of That's it. That's what, yeah. Um, Calypsania was mentioned by Zavar. Oh, oh Calypsania! Oh, shit. Wow, yeah. Damn, Jeremy. Well, you that already, was pretty fucking good. Well, you already... I, button? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you got a button. For oh, that. I, was, I, was, I was sitting That's here... That's pretty good. You, you were like... You... you seemed like confused and I'm like I know I've heard we've heard that name before and I didn't I didn't connect it all the way back to Zavar I didn't connect it to specifically where it came from you've heard it a few times actually it's come up in a couple of Jules flashbacks yeah and thankfully I said that after you selected that one to go first because uh, our characters didn't know right yeah there you go okay let's let's go with Calypsania first and then I'll I'll roll for the the next one because I just I just fucking can't you get two at a time so you, you get this one, so you go, you flash a recorder over it as you scroll the back really quickly, pull this out, yeah. bring the recorder over it, and as you do, I'll say a few words strike you. Mm-hmm. Matriarch, Black Dragon. Oh, cool. Funny. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, You awful. see that very quickly. Oh, yeah, God. that's awful. Okay, great. All right, now I'm going to roll for uh, the other three, AG5, Danya, Stella, Serapio. I'll go alphabetical order. A is one. Reroll okay. fours. That's a four. Three, so Serapio. Serapio. Okay. You scroll over it. You just see just like very you know, quick flash of information, just the words as you're using your camera. Um, Zavar. Awakened. Sereno. Rosas. We'll say that's all you see. Are you there? But okay. you're, 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 I already know all that. But you, but yeah, you know, like there might be more amongst it. Sure. All right. Now I'll do, well, I guess I have to roll the... Investigation I'm check first. Going to roll okay. something. Okay. You're not doing checks. Oh god, I don't like oh. that. You're between rolls, I'm going oh, to roll. Oh right. Yes, yes, yes. I get two bits of information, then you do a roll to see if they come back, and then I get two bits <sighs> of information and back and yep. forth. Okay. Now great, fun. It took you a while to get that armor. It's not a good athletics check. So I'm gonna have a bit of a higher um or I guess I should say a bit of a lower DC for this roll than I had initially planned. We'll see if you get anything else. He was about to roll twice, but he only rolled once. So that means it was either a really good no, result or a really bad result. I thought I, had, yeah. I thought I had advantage, but no, it's just a lower. I was thinking, like, do I have advantage of the roll? No, it's lower DC. Oh. So I had, I had a weird brain fart moment. Um, the armors do not move. Okay, fucking sweet. Okay, AG5 is going to be odds. Danya Stella is going to be evens. Hell yeah. That's even, six. Even six. Reach out for the Danya Stella page. 
Dresden. <laughs> or what's, what's Dresden doing on the Danya Sala page? <laughs> what a fun tonight. <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh. And as far as Dresden knows, I mean, I guess you do know that apparently his child is this thing. You don't know what's Serapio. Blanche has not been able to share that information with you. But you do know Eastman's son is the demon. Jules uncovered that from Miskin. You know that Eatsman just lied to you. That's right. Well, thank you, Benevolent DM, for pointing that out. Yeah, of course. There's so much information in this arc, and I can't expect yeah. to remember everything you guys yeah. know. Yeah, it's totally fair. Dresden re-manifests his echo. Try again. Uh, I, I, I don't understand. What, what, what is this? Try again. A long, long pause. Then he's been reaches up, pushes his glasses up higher up the bridge of his nose. His eyes settle into dark pools. His mouth firms. Posture straightens. My apologies. I thought you would be unintelligent. My mistake. I am Itzmin del Prado. Of course, I know all about you, Dresden. I've been in frequent contact with your former master, Speaker Cirilla. Samuel may be a blundering idiot, but the Lisa family, they have been invaluable to me. You see, he kind of pulls out a ascending stone from his pocket, puts down the table. You see the strange sort of carvings around the mouthpiece. And I think you remember that night, the night that started all of this for you when Cirilla received a message on her sending stone from a contact on Sansetian telling yep. her about the assault on Jules. The voice there was, there's no character to it. It was monotone. But as you see the etchings in this stone, you realize it's just a, a facet of this of this particular relic. And you know the voice on the other end was Itzmin del Prado. If I look around, can I see that we're the only ones in the room? You can. Jean's like, eyes are kind of going wide. He's sort of like, Braced as you know, trying to trying to reach for a spear and kind of like holding strong, waiting for your word. So, what now? What are you going to do? Scream out to the party goers outside. Even if they could hear you through these walls, it wouldn't matter. Puppets, all of them, and I hold the strings. I own the voters. I own the trust. I own this world. You think yourself in a position of power because you have a war pick armor. You're strong. You have mysterious magics. That's not power. Dresden, please, sit. We should discuss power. Dresden doesn't budge. (laughs) I would prefer not to have a scene. It would be an embarrassment to my company. I have a lot of investors here at this party. People I have not worked with before. Not (laughs) everyone here serves the Horned Lord. I was hoping to catch you all, one by one throughout the night, take you in. You were kind enough to come and join me here. I would like to pay favor to that. I do not wish to harm you, but I need to know, where is Paloma? Where are the rats hiding? Tell me. There's one standing right across from me, and the rest are outside that door. Smart and funny. Fine. 
and we'll do this the hard way. The door behind him opens as he makes a gesture, and you see one of these strong servants, men in full garb, is currently holding Ramin Rasul. <gasps> a dagger held to his neck, Ramin's hands bound oh, behind what his back. What the fuck are you gonna do? Blanche, back to you. Oh, God. <laughs> Blanche doesn't know there's a meeting. Blanche doesn't know there's a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donya Stella, what can you tell me about her? You open the Donya Stella page, and I think you just scan through the diamond. You just see various things servant, fraud, criminal. Okay. And AG5. AG5. Uh,. Most of this page is uh, sort of specs, and you see like a number of like you know schematics for the AG5. You see some of the more inner workings of them. If you can observe this later on, you may have some benefits while combating them. If you can fully read it fully, but you do see, I think, one very quick tidbit at the bottom. The AG5, all of the AG5 are primarily controlled by Eatsman Del Prado himself. They serve only Eatsman and his commands. They will attack who Eatsman deems an enemy. Okay. What what would it cost me to read into this a little bit more? Time. Okay. Um, but like, if you like, keep going, you could get out of here and like not be in front of these guys and read afterwards. That's always a possibility too. Sure. Because you have pictures. We're saying like like essentially, oh, I, I imagine because like, you can record the via the diamond. You can also like take essentially still frame pictures of the diamond to look at too. So I imagine that's kind of what you're doing is, you know, it's like a an old like reporter in a in a you know. Right, exactly. Old detective serial is going through and taking, like, flash images of each file. Okay, so if I wanted to either cast or prepare a spell or something like that that has a casting time of one action, is that going to make a significant difference in my time here? No. Okay, then I'm going to cast Alter Self and change my appearance to Eatsman Del Prado. (sighs) Oh, 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 shit. Wow. Oh, shit. That's cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not bad, right? That's really good. Not bad. That's really good. You take these two images, and very quickly, as you realize, like, you're looking back at the guard, did it just twitch? Did you hear metal scrape? Is it about to move? You don't know. It could have been your, your mind. And very quickly, you cast this magic... And suddenly, Eatsman Del Prado himself stands in his own workshop. And I'm going to roll a die. Oh, fuck me. I think we're both getting fucked tonight. The guard does not move. Whoa. <laughs> Bad rolls both oh, times. Whoa. Shit. Hires Holy worse shit. for you, the way I'm rolling it. And I've rolled below 10 on both these significantly. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, Each round, this, this gets even lower DC, too. So it's crazy. So, so... In addition to the juicy file cabinet, you said there was a shelf. Do I? What? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go through the rest of this first, and then we'll deal with that later. What next two do you want? Okay, I know. I, I think Pigman should be one of them. Then I will roll between Jules and Zeb. Okay. Oh, I like that a lot. I mean, we're here to play dice. We're here to play dice. So I will do evens, Jules, odds, Zebulon. That's three. That's odd. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Jules. I hope it's not that important. Or I hope I get another turn to do it. I feel so left out. <laughs> so first is Pigman? Pigman first. Okay. You see, as you're taking these pictures, a name 
Gulta Porg. Looks like almost two names combined together. Zavar. Experiments. Mask. Savage. Etten. Oh. And upon that word, oh. something flashes in your mind. Oh my god, Dude, no. Did oh, I have a brother? Fuck. That's just. <laughs> wow. Wow. Messed up, David. Players and not characters might recall Miskin talking about Shalmal. Mm. How this Etten that took him in had a child that they lost many years ago and never found. <sighs> Fucking weird, dude. And then you open the one that says Zebulon. There's not a lot here. A brief note, and then it looks like some sort of personal note down below. We are trying to be quick, right? Well, I mean, if there's not a lot there, then I can be quick. I'll say you, you this. Wanna, you want to roll for it? I'll say this. If you're being quick, you can go through and read, like, you get the brief, brief sort of statements on, on the actual chart itself. That seems to describe a, almost a, a biography of this person, which is strange enough. Why Zebulon? Why in Eatsman's cabinet? Why is that name important? But there's also a, a note. It looks to be, like, written differently. Mm-hmm. Almost like uh, uh, in the margins of the page. Something so, personal. So basically you're telling me to choose? Yes. You get a basic word from No, I want the, the first personal, part. The personal note. Okay. If you're just scanning over to take a picture of the first part, one word leaps out at you as you go. Because you've seen it already one other time. Calypsania. Gotcha. Then you read the note at the, the, the back. My mind is razor sharp. My memory perfection. Yet I cannot recall a single detail about Calypsania's former partner, father to Zebulon. Oh, fuck. A curse? An impossibility. What did Sholei do? What the fuck? Damn. Damn, that's so fucked up. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Behind uh-huh. you, you hear metal scrape against metal. Oh, my God. As the armored guard begins to awaken. Dresden, we're back to you. And the ball's in your court. I asked you a question. Where is Paloma? Where is the rebellion? Where are the revolution hiding? Where are the rats, Dresden? Itzmin sits very confidently behind his desk. Ramin is... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He looks you in the eyes. Dresden, get me outside. You have to get me out. And he's like, a a fist just crashed into his face. And he spits out blood from the corner of his mouth. Silence. You're not the one I want to hear from. Itzmin looks back to you. Jean is frozen in place, mouth open, spear in hand, but he can't move. I will let him go. I will let you all go. You can enjoy your last night. You will not leave the hill. But if it's any consolation, you are never going to leave this hill alive. I don't know where that fourth member of yours is, but when I find Blanche Trudeau, you seem to know so much about me. You don't even realize why I'm here. I'm here on my own accord. Yes. Cirilla mentioned in our last contact that you had gone missing. 
your brother, too. And I'd heard someone matching his description causing some problems in the old city. They say he vanished. What have you been doing on this world, on my world, Dresden Kellig? What brought you here? What accord do you follow to come into my lair? To walk into my trap so... I don't have to explain anything to you. I beg to differ. He snaps his fingers and you see the dagger, Aramine's neck, presses in just a little bit. A small bit of blood begins to run down. <sighs> now, I'm a businessman. I can be reasonable. This, everything, it's just a transaction. So what are you after? What do you get in all of this? You really think that Cerise is going to give you any power? This is her game, and you're just a pawn. <laughs> My company has spread throughout every single world. When this party is done, when these little people take my soldiers into their homes, soldiers are under my command, my control, what do you think is going to happen? Who has the power then? She's had the power all along. Paloma. He's getting, like, visibly angry. You see, he's trying to change something. Paloma. I want the revolution. Once she's smoked out of hiding, once she's dead, the rest will fall with her. My world will be at peace. All puppets on my stage. And you're a puppet on her stage. You're already dead, too. Fine. Fine. Let's up the stakes. It happens so quickly. The door behind you is yanked open. And one of these armored guard very swiftly steps through. It's moving so fluid and fast. Jean spins around to meet it as the door closes behind this thing, as it's like weapon is drawn towards him. I will kill Ramin Rasul. And I will have my guard strike down the turtle, Montelio. How much is this information worth to you? How many friends need to die tonight, Dresden? Where's Blanche? Flashback. What? To the moment when I'm talking to Turbo. Holy shit, what the fuck? And I let Blanche also know that I am meeting with Eatsman at 8 o'clock in this room. Holy shit. So Blanche knows exactly where Dresden is. And you scouted the party. Holy shit. That's fucking crazy. Throwing darts at the dartboard. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of fucked here, so yeah. that's... Yeah. That's going to help get the party back together. Yeah. You know enough about the layout of this place, even though you didn't fully explore the first floor, I'll say you could approach this from either direction. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I'll ask you this then. Should I transition to Blanche at this moment? After I say, Jean, brace for Riptide. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Holy shit! Fuck, and I'd give you a button if I could. I'm giving you a button for that. Oh, hell yeah. That's good shit. Yes, sir! And we see Jean just tuck in and go into tackle the armored guard. Fuck. Wait, AG5 armored guard? Yeah, baby. Oh, we're so we're fucking dead. Just going in! Oh, we're so fucking dead. I actually think this is so cool. I actually think this is so cool. I'm going to say this is what happens. I'd like a strength check from Jean-Franco Montelio. Oh, my God. I'd like a contest. Oh. 
The door Jesus is not Christ. fully closed right, yet as this guard has kind of moved in. I want to give Jean a chance to tackle the guard in this moment and potentially push it out of the room. All right, John's got a plus two. This could draw attention to you guys. It's a really cool move. 13. Okay. Roll low HE5, you stupid, stupid metal son of a bitch. Jean tackles into this thing. You said it was a 13? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck does a tie go to? Whoa, Ty goes oh, the attacker, the attacker, right? Oh, shit. The attacker. Doesn't Ty go to the... Yeah, oh, yeah. Ty goes the attacker. I was trying to think of... Okay, okay, yeah, no yeah. way. Holy shit. No fucking way. Um, holy shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> holy shit. So Jean tackles this guy. Uh, you hear the sound of a shell clanging against metal steel plates. The AG5, taken aback by this sudden movement, uh, is knocked backwards, like pushed five feet back. The door is not yet fully closed behind it as it kind of just entered this room. And suddenly the doors burst open. The AG5 slides out into the party proper. Jean Franklin tackling him out. And you hear like, <gasps> gas and some screams. Oh my God. Itzman looks up in some amount of, of, of startled like horror as this little scene has now been put on display. Blanche, what are you doing? Uh, this thing is actively behind you. You turn around, you see that one of these armors is approaching you. It's approaching you slowly, awkwardly. There's something in its movements that tells you that it's it's like mm-hmm. having like an error, like, you know, I see Eatsman. But it doesn't fully believe it's seeing Eatsman. So you have this moment of like this thing sort of stalled out. From what you read on that note about the AG5, you would think that Eatsman has some sort of mental connection to them. It sees its ma- master, but does not feel its master, if that makes sense. And so there is a, a contradiction in its programming, and it doesn't know how to proceed right now, but it might make up its mind very quickly. Okay, 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 okay. Um, the Knight of the Remembered has caused a glitch in the magic. I believe there's an intruder in the East Wing. Go investigate now. Deception check. Button. Oh man, we're just taking the. I'll take it. I'll take it. Blanche has a plus zero. This is officially the most buttons exchanged in a single episode of Fantasy Pants, I think. First one's a 10. So uh, it's, it's all riding on this roll. 14. Okay. I had a weird thought just now. Anyway. Anyway? I don't like that verbiage. No. So there's a 13? I said a 14. 14 is my passive perception. I think, though, no, no, insight would be lower than that. So, yeah, you, you actually, you get it. Um, it turns away from you and begins to, like, move. And it's almost like it's like this hurry in its pace. But you do know something interesting. As it steps into the hallway, it suddenly, like, head locks up. And it shifts down into a, a full sprinting stance and begins to ching, 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 run. Oh, and no. you realize it's, it, it, it's been called. Something is happening. The armored guard are mobilizing. Fuck. The one on the ground is beginning to try to stand up. But it's having a hard time getting itself off the ground, but it's also trying to respond. They're all responding. And Blanche, given the flashback we just had, I think you know exactly what they're responding to. Yeah. Okay. Blanche, on her way out the door, wants to cast Lightning Lure on the AG5 that's on the floor. So it's a lash of lightning energy that strikes at one creature of your choice that you can see within 15 feet. The target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line towards you and then take 1d8 lightning damage. So so she wants to cast this 
pull it towards her so it takes the lightning damage and then hop over it and run out of the room. Holy that shit. That is incredible. That's incredible. That's so cool. No fucking uh, give way. me that damage. Am I, I'm rolling, am I rolling against it? Right? Uh, yeah, you need to roll against a... Doo -doo -doo. It's a strength save. Um, 14 is the DC. Five on the die. Okay, sweet. So then you take 1d8 lightning damage and you're pulled 10 feet further into the room. That's so cool. I was actually going to make you roll a check to get over this thing, so that's actually brilliant of you. Max damage. Eight lightning oh, damage. hell yeah. Metal shavings yeah. just tear off of this thing as you open a hole in it as this lightning bolt strikes through it, yanks deeper into the room, scraping metal against metal as it slides across the floor, and you weave your way out the door over and the ruined Eastman cliff. Del Prado goes it's out been the door. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. And you're rushing where? Uh, so I, if I'm looking at the map correctly, it looks like the fastest route is to get out of the room and go left and come down here to get outside onto the second story porch or terrace, whatever, whatever fancy porches are called. Is that right? Or am I wrong? Or is that the first floor that I'm looking at? Yeah, the first floor. Okay. The Grand fastest now. route from where you are would actually be going through the grand entrance hall. Uh, of course it is. All right. So we're going to go through the grand entrance hall then. So you dive down. You're rushing. You're sliding down the stairs. Outside, Jean just tackled this armor into the, in, into this, into the main room there. Eatsman just take him and gestures to the, uh, the sort of staff who's got Ramin. And they start to like move backwards. Ramin once again. Tristan, get me outside now! Now you have to get me outside. As, the guy, as he's being pulled deeper in, a bargaining tip for later use, and eats me himself stands up and begins to like rush out of the room as he realizes things are going wrong. You can hear metal clanging outside, many, many metaled, uh, sort of sort of gauntleted feet charging towards your location. People screaming. Dresden. Is Ramin already gone? No. Right now, I believe you have a moment of choice. Eatsman is escaping. Ramin is being pulled away. They're kind of being pulled in the same direction, but like in that room in different directions. Jean is currently about to be assaulted by not just one, but many potential adversaries in these armored guard. You have three different targets. Do you want to go for Eatsman, Ramin, or Jean? You know what to do, Jeremy. Well, I know. I know. You know what to do. <laughs> That's gonna fuck shit. <laughs> Bye, Jean. Jean will be fine. Are we in initiative? Not yet. Dresden is gonna command his echo behind the being that's holding Ramin. Okay. This guy's sort of moving backwards, kind of facing away and from the dagger on Ramin, and he bounces into the thing. For a moment, the dagger lowers because this was a very surprising lead. He suddenly spits his head. As, <gasps> as this happens. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's so exciting. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. How far am I away from this creature? Music's about to change. How far am I away from this creature? Creature. Armor uh, guard. 20 feet. 20 feet? He's being pushed in the back Perfect. Row. Then as my echo gets behind him and he kind of quivers a little bit, I am going to use the dash to use charger. <gash> yes! You do this. Oh, my God. Charger. I've been waiting You've been for waiting. this for fucking ever. Fucking yes. I, I have heard the, of charger, but I don't remember what it does. If I'm I very use excited the dash though. action, I can use a bonus action to make a melee weapon attack or shove a creature. If you move at least 10 feet in a straight line before using this bonus action, I gain mm. a plus five to the damage. Nice. If do I choose it. to make a melee attack. Do it. Or push the target up to 10 feet. So I can, I can just push it 10 feet. Is it lined up that he can just push him out? 
I don't if know. You, how it, if you can shove him, I think it's. I mean, are we rolling a check on this? Or I, mean, I don't a, know. It just it just says if you move at least ten feet before using my bonus action, I either gain a plus five. So if I'm, I either gain a plus five to the damage roll on the melee attack, or I push the target up to ten feet. So it sounds like if I move at least ten feet, I push him ten feet. I think it's a roll. I think it's like to land the attack because it's part of the. Attack oh, roll. you're right. You're right. You're right. So you're if you right. land the attack, you, you get the, the damage action. and push him. If you push him ten feet, okay. he will let go of Ramin. Okay. So you gotta land this attack. Gotta land the attack. It's the best shot. Yeah, that's that's huge. This guy is wearing staff's garb. Oh, He's yeah. not fully armored. Oh, yeah. Button for advantage. That's okay. the button time. Give me that button. Give me that button. This is crazy. He's going for it. Mm. It's a high number. It's a high number. Um, oh, wait. What's my... Do I get a modifier for my melee? Uh, it'd be your, your normal uh, weapon attack. Oh, no. Seriously? It would be your Isn't strength. My honor, yeah, yeah. Or, be your, uh, yeah. strike? Yes. Or, okay, either way, it's plus armor. five, so that's 23. Um, 20, you come rushing. This guy bats up against your echo. He's sort of confused for a second. The echo, he like, kind of like, you know, sets you up, kind of like shoves him. And as he kind of like turns away from that, Dresden comes barreling into the room. What's it look like when you knock this guy 10 feet? Uh, I think all that anybody hears is just the <laughs> of my armor. Holy shit. And I barrel into him and I hit so hard he goes through my echo and actually makes it just disappear. <laughs> he, de- he, definitely, he definitely took at took least point one of point of damage. On that. Like, That's so badass. And then I smash him back through. Is it? There's a door behind him, right? Yeah, they're moving okay. into the other room. I he- smash him through the door. Immediately get up. Ramin, run. Aitzman is disappearing around the corner in the other room. He's like, out of here. Ramin is let go. He's, he sort of drops to the ground uh, in front of this guy. This guy goes flag, so smashing back into the back wall. We'll say he clads against the, the stone wall and just full goes unconscious, just drops to the ground. I mean, these guys are, I, the damage would do it. Um, and we're not quite an initiative right now. Ramin just looks at you like, thank you, thank you. Go. And he begins to run outside. Blanche Trudeau, you curve out the main door into chaos. The partygoers are screaming, rushing the edge of the terrace as armored guard are pouring. All the ones that are lying at the edge of the, of the terrace at this party are rushing towards Jean Franklin, who stands over like one guard that's, that's kind of like in front of him, weapons about to come down. And suddenly the crowd sort of parts as a huge figure barrels out like, hey, what, what are you doing to my sidekick and her friends? And that pig man comes charging. Oh, of out, course he smashing does. Smashing some armored guard. You what? see he picks up a guy, just drop kicks an armored guard, suplex, smash him over his Holy back. Holy shit. Um, Blanche <laughs> what do you do? Instantly drops. What the fuck? Instantly drops the spell. Um, so she appears back as as Blanche Trudeau. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would might be useful Holy. for getting out, but... um. Whoa. I mean, I guess it kind of was, and then she she uh, yeah runs back to the terrace to um to join up with the rest of the party. She she calls she calls attention to herself as she comes out. Jean, Pigman, what's going on out here? I don't know. Where's Itchman? Where's Itchman? This is right. This is right. Pigman's like kind of losing it. You see, he's starting to go into like that that same sort of fevered rage before um, as he's smashing against metal. The guard are moving away from him. They're co- coalescing around Jean, who's starting to kind of like get buried behind them. You can see like they're, they're moving in formation surrounding him. Ramin steps out beside him into, in, into like the, the night. Dresden, where are you? Uh, I think I think by this point, after a few seconds have passed, I've run up and I'm behind Jean. So, okay, Dresden, Ramin, 
Jean all together as armored guard come surrounding them. Blanche, Pigman's closer to you. He's looking at you. Where's Itzman? What do we do? What do we do? Sidekick, you got some more to do, right? You gotta help me, right? Yes, Pigman, I'm here to help you. What we're going to do, she points to her, the party over there. Because everybody's within eyesight now, right? Yeah. So she points to Dresden, Ramin, and uh, Jean. She says, we're going to get the three of them out of here, and then we'll find Eatsman, I promise. He looks at you. He nods excitedly. I don't really get it, but... All right, this seems wrong, and Pigman fights injustice. Let's go! And he freezes. Oh. The spot. Oh, Pigman, no. What? Fuck, David, what? what are you doing? He looks around. Oh, as if he hears no. a voice right beside him, right beside his ear, you recognize someone who's being affected by message. Mm-hmm. And he looks over to Blanche like, Wait, <laughs> who's Gotart? And you watch as his hand, as if he doesn't <gasps> even know what's happening, reaches for his face. You watch his fingers wrap around the pig mask, and you see the horror in his eyes as a mask is being pulled. You hear one last, Blanche! Blanche! As the mask is torn, what you see beneath it is something hideous. A monstrous, mutated face bearing curved tusks, bulbous features completely bald. A thick brow overhangs two small eyes bulging with a deep fury. And you know what you're looking at now. A magically altered Etten. An Etten with only one head strengthened through whatever dark powers Zavar used. Yet an Etten's body contains two souls. Whatever magic was used to, to, to alter this pigman, to alter this creature, did it destroy that other head? Did it destroy the other soul? Or did it merge them? Dude, did I have a brother? And looking into these eyes in that moment, you realize the pigman is gone. What stands before you is not the pigman. The pigman was the mask, and the mask has been torn. But he did have a brother. Sleeping consciousness. That you barely grazed this suggestion in that previous night. And now, Gotan is awake. This monstrous face looks towards you. Gainakara! Hekaraga! And begins to charge at you. Blanche. Death comes for you. This great shadow of death. You fought this thing before. When it was when it wasn't serious. You felt the power of the pigman. And now the pigman is gone. Now this new thing has awakened. And you know you are about to die. Will you make your stand here? Yeah. Yeah. Blanche isn't ready to die but I don't, I don't think she's afraid of death. She knows that the, the only chance, if there is one, is to keep her cool. And so you keep your cool as this abomination comes barreling towards you. Dresden, you know you are about to die. AG5s surround you. You stand beside Jean, beside Ramin. Will you fight with them? To the last? Yes. As chaos erupts, as you stand beneath the stars, some stars shooting across the sky like comets in the night, as 
all the dangers of the world collapse around you. Ramin looks to the sky. Please, come! And fires a sacred flame, a white burning flame, upwards. A signal. And the stars begin to fall. Streaks of light crashing down on the terrace, taking form as they smash down, spits of stone spraying all around them, taking the form of angels, celestials, maybe a dozen of them wielding weapons of gleaming gold and silver. You see the pastel blue skin and scarlet wings of Pari angels. White robes flowing beneath plates of golden armor. Eyes burning with a fierce orange light. And they fall upon the armored guard, crashing into them with forces of falling stone. And brighter and larger than all the rest. Shining with a light that seems to bring day to the night of the remembered. Oh. You oh. see Atash. Hand of the Sunweaver. Scarlet robes, golden crown upon his head, great wings shining with a light of holy flame. The sound of singing metal rings out as his great sword cleaves down to the ground before you, Blanche, where he lands. Before the Pigman. Before Goltan. His attention turns towards Ramin. Child, you have served our god well. Leave the murdering swine to me! And we'll call it there!